I'd like for if you want to turn your Bibles to the first scripture, is in Ezekiel in the Old Testament, <clears throat> chapter 18, in verses 27 and 28. I had privilege today, went and helped lay down the body of Sister Linda Turley this afternoon, and her husband died six months ago. And I can remember I went to the funeral home. And when I got up there, Linda was excited to tell me the one thing. Larry got saved. Praise the Lord. She said, I thought you'd appreciate that. There's not more of a blessing than hearing somebody getting saved. I just wanted to talk to you tonight. Friday, as I was going to the nursing home, all week I struggled. Of course, the devil don't want you to give a message, gospel message. It was Friday morning when we got there before I actually got the message. And I was praying, God, if this is from you, let me know. And when I started, he let me know. The Holy Spirit took over. I tried to live by the Holy Spirit and let him guide and direct me in whatever I do and say. Are you saved? I asked Jackie to sing that song because Friday morning as she sung that song is right before I went up to start speaking. And it hit me. Is he your road to Sharon? Is he your friend? Is he your Savior? Is he your Lord? He's all these things and he'll never forsake us. Over 25 years ago, and as I told him, I was the worst of the worst. But this Lord and Savior, He seeks souls to save. And He saved me, and He saved Jackie, pretty much the same time. So as we go to Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 27 and 28, and it says again, When the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness, that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right. He shall save his soul, save his soul alive, because he considereth and turn away from all his transgressions that he hath committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. And as we go to the New Testament, that's the gospel message. That if we'll believe in Jesus Christ, we will live and shall not die. We'll have eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, Lord. I pray for that same Holy Spirit that led me Friday morning. Lead me tonight, Lord, as I preach. And if there's anyone here that don't know you your Lord and Savior tonight, your friend or Savior that they'll come forth tonight and receive you. And we just give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' holy name. Amen. As I move on to John chapter 12, and I want to start with verse 43. And it says, For they love the praise of men 
more than the praise of God. And in 44, Jesus cried out and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on the one that sent me. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. And as we know, this word, it says, the word was God and the word is God. And this word, word will judge the world. We will all be judged by what this word says. It comes from God himself. I thank God for his calling on my life. And I want to please God. Like the brother pastor was saying this morning, I'm not a man pleaser. I want to be a God pleaser. And I want to ask you tonight, you're saved. Which one are you? Are you a man pleaser or God pleaser? You know, we can live in the world, and a lot of Christians does. They live worldly. But you know, we're supposed to lay up our traitors in heaven. As he's saying this morning, we're Christians. We're all under the commission to go share the gospel and win souls to God. Through Jesus, who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, And I think of what Christ did for me and all of us. It burns my heart. It makes me weep inside. And I've probably said this before. If you stop and think what he went through, that was our punishment for our sins and transgressions. That crown of thorns that was shoved into his brow was for the curse of man. It was ours. The stripes on his back was ours. The nails in his hands and feet was ours. But we have a God that so loved us so much that he would send his only begotten son to take our punishment, pay our debt, so we could be free and inherit eternal home forgiveness praise the lord praise the lord i love my god we really we really slack on god i'm guilty and it's like pastor saying this morning and every day we need that revival 
Because we go out into the world, it's easy to get taken in. We can become anger or something just set us off or we get any little thing. We can get worldly. But as I said before, and I try, but sometimes I fail, not God. It's on the job or in a store, out on the road. That's my, out on the road with other people driving. I try to say, God bless them. But, but when they pass you in a curve or a double yellow line, there's a car coming at you. God help us. And it's hard in the church world today because we're accepting so much of the world into the church that we shouldn't be. I have family. I have friends. No people. I love them. But just like I was that sinner, I humbled myself, as he's saying this morning. I'm not up here. I was preaching this message before. I got up here. And it humbled me. Because sin is sin. And it don't matter what it is. I had a bunch of them. But there's a bunch of them in the world today that's... It's hard for I'm ready to leave this world. I said I wasn't really... I wasn't really at home here when I was a sinner. You know, I never really had any friends. And I drank, so I drank by myself a lot. And, and I got caught DUI by myself a lot. I'm not proud of that. But, but you know, getting caught maybe saved somebody's life. Cause I always said if I wreck and kill somebody, I'd just, I'd just soon be dead. But now I want to I lead people to life. I want to lead him to the one who is life. Amen. Everywhere I go, I try to give the light of Jesus Christ. And like Jesus, I've been rejected a few times. But as he said, he told the disciples, wipe the dust off your feet and it'll be against them. But we tell them, it's just like my family. And I said this the other night, I would rather for them to hate me here on earth by telling them the truth and go to heaven. Hopefully they get saved because they heard the gospel before it's too late. And then love me here on earth and go to a burning hell. So I want to tell you, if you're afraid to talk to family or anybody, think of that. They can hate you here but you might see them in heaven one day. But if they still reject it and go to hell, then that's up on them. But we hope and pray that that don't happen. So are you saved? Are we living for Christ? Are we living Christ-like? Are we obeying the word of God? You know, Adam and Eve sinned, and their sin was disobedience to God. 
But like you said this morning, if the Spirit leads us to go talk to somebody and we don't do it, we're disobeying God through the Holy Spirit. We're disobeying God. That's up on us. That's a reward we lose if we don't go and do it. I've failed a few times in that. Somebody was sick and I just kept putting it off, putting it off, and they died. I had to ask the Lord's forgiveness, but that's a reward that I lost. So every time we don't witness to somebody, or we don't go visit somebody, or maybe God's telling you to take him a bowl of soup or whatever it may be, Praise the Lord. He says the word will judge us on how we live our Christian life. And the word's going to judge those who reject Christ until death. It's a burden when you think a loved one's in hell. Like I said, I have family, they're homosexuals. I love them. But I told them, you're not going to make it to heaven unless you turn away from that sin. Just like I had to turn away from my sin. I got this human nature. I slip once in a while. And I asked the Lord to forgive me. And tried to make it right. There's people that I've transgressed against. I can't go after forgiveness. I probably could, but I'd probably be dead. So they'd probably shoot me. That's a bad person I was. I ran to bars and got in a few messes. I'd like to ask her forgiveness. So are you forgiven tonight? Are you saved? That was kind of the title of the message God gave me, and this goes from the lost sinner to the Christian. Are you still on fire? Are you still got that Pentecostal fire the day you were saved? It says it was baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. We should have that fire for God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen? We're in the Holy Trinity. As he's saying this morning, we should say, Holy, Holy, Holy. Lord God Almighty, for Thou is the only one that's worthy of our praise. Amen? Amen. He's the only one I want to serve. He's the only one I want to praise. Because He's the only way we're getting to heaven. Amen? And if you'll turn to First, First Timothy in chapter 1. In verse 14, it says, And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus come into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. Howbeit for this cause 
I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should thereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Faith's telling us that we believe him. He's long-suffering. We should be long-suffering for him to show others the way. And you say, praise the Lord. I'm going to turn to Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. It says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing the ever liveth, he ever liveth, to make intercession for them. So Christ died on Calvary's cross. I heard a song the other day. Does Calvary's cross still get you excited? Do you still feel goosebumps when you hear, you think about the cross of Calvary? There was an amazing miracle happened there for you and me. And he was buried. And on the third day he rose and he went to Father, as it says in this scripture, to be intercession for us. No matter what we've done, if we'll get down on our knees, humble ourselves, and ask God to forgive us through the blood of Jesus Christ, repent of our sins, and invite him into our heart as our Lord and Savior. We shall be saved and inherit eternal life. Are you saved? The word save is what the Lord gave me. And all the scripture I read, and there's many more is on the word save. That's an amazing word. We go through life, save. We save things. You probably got things that belong to your parents, grandparents, you tried to save. And a lot of times people, they've lost them in floods or fire and have them no more. We have memories. But I want to tell you something tonight. There's one thing you can have that nobody can ever take away. And you can never lose. And that's eternal life through Jesus Christ who saved us. Amen. He died for us. He bled for us. He took the nails upon the cross at Calvary for us and our sins. Amen. Praise be to God. So I pray tonight, maybe you've got 
of the pastors preached past. They were a little lukewarm on Christ, on God. Maybe tonight's a revival. I was telling the pastor, like the Lord gave me, a revival message. There's, there's a lot of message in this. I believe I could preach probably three, three messages out of it. Yeah. But you got the blood. You've got the cross. And you've got eternal life. What else could we ask for? Amen? Or a burning hell. We don't want that. I was close to there once, twice. But now my burden is for my family, my neighbors, anyone I come in touch with. I don't know they're saved. Strangers. We should be a burden for strangers out on the street wherever we are. We don't know if they're saved or not, but I tell you what, when I've witnessed to people, I've got a great blessing because I found out they were saved. And we sat down and had fellowship. Amen. And they told me their testimony. We went to Olive Garden not too long ago. And the waitress come out that was waiting on us. And I gave her a little wooden cross. And she began telling us our testimony. She had lived in a homeless shelter in Parkersburg. But she's a believer in Christ. She said, one day she got up and said, it's time to go get a job and live. So she's living for Christ. But man, it thrilled me and gave me such a blessing to hear her testimony. And that's what it's all about. We share ours, somebody share theirs. Amen? Does anybody like to share one tonight? Right now. What God's done for you, your testimony. How he saved you from deep within. I was in the deepest, darkest pit. I hit rock bottom before I cried out to God. There's a lot of people, bless them, get saved young. There's a lady, she was our Bible study teacher. She got saved at, I think, 10 years old. and She was a great Bible, great on the Bible. Eight years of Bible studies, what I credit, what I know, through her teaching and the Holy Spirit. She became a believer and was blessed by God. So I ask you tonight, reflect on what God's done for you. What Christ did for us. He died, he suffered, long-suffering for us. Let's give him praise. Amen. Brother, I've, I've shared mine, but I could share somebody else's real quick. It's all right, go ahead.
fifteen-year-old girl went up to the altar with him and led him to the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's young, old. There's no age that God won't use you or save you. Some people say you can't be saved that young, but we had a group that come over to the gospel scenes. They were a black family from North Carolina, and the grandmother of the group gave her testimony, saved at five years old, and she'd been serving the Lord ever since. And singing, and she had her daughter and her grandsons right there. There was like six or seven of them of that family singing for God, sharing her testimony all over the world. But we can do it right here in Leetart, Racine, Pomeroy. You don't have to go all over the world because there's plenty of lost souls right here in our neighborhoods. Amen. And I was one of them. I was being convicted before anyone ever. I met Jackie, and we'd been together a couple of years, and I was drunk, and, but I was feeling a, a change in my life. I was tired of that. I was empty. And this is the thing you're empty until you find Christ. Amen. And I was empty. But I felt something changing in me. And I had an aunt that passed away. And in the funeral home, the preacher preached a message. And I think that was on a Thursday. And on that Sunday, I went to church where he was preaching. And Jackie and I both got saved shortly afterwards. But God was working on me already. But then he put that little preacher right there at the right time. Well, see, we can sow a seed for the next person. Or maybe another person's already sowed a seed for you to fertilize or water. So if we fail to witness, see, we might have been holding back that fertilizer or that little bit of water that they needed to move them a little bit further up. So remember that, Christians, as we go out into the world, let's not be of the world. Let's go out into the world and share Christ. Amen. Amen. And he, he claimed to be our Jimmy Carter. He said, that girl 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Right. Amen. You know, it could be that preacher that's lost his way. But you can go up to him and give him that hope once again. Praise the Lord. I was reminded years ago, and it don't take much. He's talking about a 13-year-old girl. Years ago, I was led by the Lord one day. It's like, go to Racine, the gas station, on Wednesday, and get some 50-cent hot dogs, and go back there at that apartments and go door-to-door and ask if they want a hot dog. And just obeying the Lord that day, I went and bought 20, 25 hot dogs. And, and I went, and there was a sister from Mount Marar lives there. And I had her go door to door because she knew most of them. And what I didn't know, there was this one family. Boy, and had a couple kids. And down to last, and I had a few hot dogs left. He needed them all. He didn't know what they was going to eat for supper that day. But they had a hot dog. Later on, a 13-year-old daughter came over to the lady's apartment and told her she'd had a knot on her breast. She had breast cancer. But she gained her faith that day. The whole family did. And she come back and told the lady she was healed. The knot was gone. But we don't know what God's got in store for us, who he's got in store for us to witness to. I didn't have any idea other than he told me to go buy hot dogs and share them with people at the apartments. But a 13-year-old girl got saved and healed and the whole family started going to church. And he got a job and as far as I know, they're doing well. So you, God wants to use you in a mighty way, but it could be in a little way. It can be a 50-cent hot dog or whatever it might be. He can use us, or to just go talk to somebody that is in need of somebody to talk to. I'm going to ask you tonight, invite you, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come and receive him tonight. And maybe you're someone here that's been down and the pastor can come forward. You can come up to the altar. He'll pray with you. We'll pray with you. Adam will come up and pray with you. Maybe you needed this revival. I hope this is revived. It's revived me. Because seeing me ministering, that's what I told them. I may be ministering to you but I'm getting ministered to. I got ministered to before I even went to the nursing home Friday to give a message. Now you know when the Holy Spirit because I sweat. <laughs> I know he's there and I'm sweating. But I want to invite you tonight if Adam or anybody's got a song, invitational song, come up and sing and I'll let the pastor close and invite anybody up. You just need prayer. 
God bless you all. I hope you're blessed.